0: Welcome to Transition Talk, a podcast series by Accenture, where it's all about the way we organize our energy needs in the nearby future. In this episode, we discuss purpose-led transformations. My name is Maria Pünch. Now, for some people, this may sound like an unusual topic, but you'll soon find out it has a lot to do with the path towards a more sustainable world with green energy only. Now, what actually is purpose and what does it mean for your organisation and its sustainable goals? Why is it so important to have a clearly defined purpose during a time of crisis? And can the current pandemic lead us to a so-called great reset? Each episode, we invite some frontrunners. And today I'm going to speak with Jan van Betten. He is the founder at Nudge. I'm going to speak to Tineke Lamboy, professor of corporate law... and CSR at Nijnrode University... and member of the Dutch lab Toekomstige Generaties... translated as Future Generations. And Tineke is joining us remotely. And also at the table Adriana Begeer. She's senior manager at Accenture Netherlands.
1: And purpose-led organisations over time will
0: demonstrate better metrics. And I'm here today to ask you a question. What is the purpose of business? We need
2: a new story about business.
3: Reinforcing this view that corporations are serving not just the shareholders, but all stakeholders, which means employees, clients,
0: suppliers, the environment. So Adriana, I'd like to start with you. This is the fourth episode of this series. We've discussed hydrogen, district heating, flexibility. Purpose seems to be the odd one out. So what has purpose to do with all of this?
3: I would say it in one word, it would be creativity. I think uh, the previous uh, episodes that we have had are all components of what we call the energy transition, the bigger topic. And this is, I think, one of the biggest, if not the biggest transformations, system transformations we actually moving towards to and if you're trying to solve problems like this right how do we move towards a more sustainable world how do we really harvest our greener energy topics Mm -hmm. you need to solve some very challenging topics um, and that requires creativity and i think when you align to the purpose of people you really unlock their creative thinking
0: right what would you say is the definition of purpose obviously you said creativity is key
3: Purpose is really on the personal level, what makes you tick, what gives you little stars in your eyes, so your personal North Star, uh, what you're moving towards too. And for companies, it's often around uh, what really is their DNA, what identifies them, what is special around how they do business and what they focus on. So it's really that overarching message, target that companies have and how they move towards that
0: in a very structured way. Right. So from, from a very personal level to making it percolate through the whole company and all the actions that follow.
3: Yeah, we'll talk about that, I think, more today. But uh, to me, a company is really the sum of its people. So if as a company you can really connect with what makes people enthusiastic and, and triggers their energy, I think you really unlock an incredible amount of power and energy and creativity again yeah. uh, to solve the challenges that we are currently facing.
0: Right. Tineke, um, do you agree, is, uh, what does it mean for an organization to sort of awaken that purpose and especially when it comes to uh, working in a sustainable way?
2: Uh, Yes, um, I really recognise what Adriana says in all the examples that I have examined in the past years uh, in my research on corporate social responsibility. And in my view, purpose can be translated as mission. So from an organisational standpoint, what is the mission of the company? That is, where does it want to move to? What is the long-term goal? And uh, a mission then guides all the decisions in a company. It surely helps the board, the shareholders, employees, and other stakeholders understand what they are doing and which path they are walking on. And as I said, the mission needs to be supported by a strategy that is the what, the what type of products or services the company wishes to engage in, which markets, which technologies. And then those um, strategies uh, should then be translated into clear, short-term and medium-term goals, which are all integrated in the company processes. And stakeholders can, of course, help to define the strategy. Um, if you allow me, I can mention one interesting example that really followed this path. Uh, that is Dong, the Danish oil and natural gas company. It changed its uh, strategy uh, name somewhere around 2009, The name is now Ersted, and the mission is to become a renewable energy company. And that that was really a challenge because Dong produced 85% of its revenues from oil and gas, and only 15% from renewable energies. So they had to terminate the old business and to invest in new developments. And last year, the CEO, Paulson, stated that this was a huge operation, but that the new mission was clear as the urgency to move to green energy was, and still is, high. And that this mission really supported the organization in going through this whole transformation. And by now, they've reduced more than 80% of their CO2 emissions since 2006, and 85% of the profits now come from renewables, mainly wind on sea. So it's important in terms of being a purpose-driven company. Uh, yeah, that's what the CEO indicates. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, he said that it's also very important to demonstrate good shareholder value. Well, they did, um, in 2020, uh, Orsut was number one in the global 100 ranking of the corporate knights. That's the index of the most sustainable companies in the world in terms of sustainable operations and producing good profits. So within 11 years, they managed to move up this ladder to the first place and really, really changed their whole operations.
0: Yeah, in that sense, they sound like a front runner, um, you know, sort of embracing that purpose and and showing actual results. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in the, in the rest of the podcast. Um, Jan, how does, do you think the COVID crisis play into this? Uh, has that created a new sense of urgency when it comes to purpose?
1: I would hope so. <laughs> but I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Um, I'm um, Yes, COVID, of course, sets a new um, way of thinking. Uh, we We are starting to understand that nature... And business are more closely or nature and people or, you know, nature and society, whatever you mm-hmm. call it, are much more closely connected than we understood before. Um, so now we are really seeing and and uh, going through the, the impact of losing connection with nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I think that in a certain environment, people start to see that that there's a there's an impact but what you also see is a movement where um, large companies organizations uh, try to get back to the old normal as soon as possible (laughs) Um, we don't like
0: change that much do
1: we no that's exactly the thing um you know we want to a lot of people want to go back to that old normal (laughs) as soon as possible because they lost huge uh, revenues and profits, so mm-hmm. we need to catch up now. the question of course is is that a good thing? I don't think so mm-hmm. so yes it's so there the, are
0: two it, sides of the there, coin there's a yes, the new absolutely. sense of urgency, yeah, and at the same time, you know there's a fear of changing um, and holding on to like the business models that we knew
1: yeah yeah and and I see both things happening so in in from from my perspective, I think we should really, really stress the opportunity of, let's say, COVID to, to change to a new world.
0: Mm-hmm. Adriana, do you agree? Do you see that that challenge and also that opportunity?
3: Yeah, I think what's been really interesting, I think the World Economic Forum has reflected a bit around this, right? So I think in the start of this year, um, we saw around twelve percent 2 billion uh, extra funds being invested in ESG. So these are companies that are really focused around environment, society and and governance models. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because of the fact that those companies who have that performance up to par actually perform, tend to perform better, right? So um, I think what we're seeing is that through the crisis, those companies that have taken actually a bit of a forward-looking perspective and have invested more in the future and more in um, the fundamental of the company have actually performed structurally better. And I think that's a really great example and something we need to leverage. As you know, companies all over the world, I would say, mm-hmm. need to sit down and think through: okay, how do we do? How do we do the next step to recover from this crisis? Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally think, and I feel really strongly about this, is that. A crisis is never, you know, it's, it's the greatest opportunity to sit down and rethink how you do your business. Um, over the last year in the Netherlands, we've seen many companies, even despite of the crisis, arise. So that means people are thinking and getting creative around how do we solve things? How, mm-hmm. how do we reposition? Yeah. So I think it's a really great opportunity uh, as well. Um, and yes. I agree, Jan. Mm. Eh? It's it's. Um, Um, companies will think about, uh, will struggle with, how how do we actually do this? Um, But uh, on the other hand, I think through COVID, the, the reflection that people have had around their personal lives, what really matters, also creates a sense of um, a reset in a way also people think about
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, what is important for them and with which values they drive also their their, their jobs and the way they do things in a day-to-day basis.
0: Yeah. Um, Tineke, so Jan is, is sort of half-half optimistic but a bit worried as well. Adriana is seeing a lot of companies rising to the occasion. What do you see?
2: Yeah, I see that um, these are tough times for business and other people. <laughs> that is uh, sure. what I see in the first place. But still, what I think uh, about companies and also people, um, the most important game changer is what people want. So if it is the intention to change your operations, if it is your wish to change your life or the company that you work in or the politics that you vote for... If you really want it, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you don't really want it, you postpone it or you do it half... or it's not real and it, it doesn't last.
0: Yeah, so there needs to be a profound purpose, to use that word <laughs> once again... Uh, yeah. to actually make that change.
2: Can I, can I add something to
0: that? Sure, go
1: ahead. Because what, what we see um, is that especially young people... who are entering the labour market... are really, really looking for companies with a purpose. Right, That's a big difference. That's a big shift, I think. It's been going on for a few years, but I think that COVID has now really made that that move bigger.
2: Yeah, I I can uh, confirm that uh, a lot of my students, um, they are international students coming from many countries in the world, but also from the Netherlands, that they really, really want to pursue an impactful career rather than a traditional corporate career. And for instance, social enterprises are really popular among them. To to find a job, uh, think of Ferrophone or Tony's. Mm. Only, Bright Loops. It's a company that uh, recycles all sorts of fibers to make fashionable clothes. When it comes to uh,
0: a companies that stand out well uh, in terms of purpose, uh, we've heard a few examples already. Uh, would you name one? What is what is a, a, a showcase, so to speak, for you?
1: Uh, for me, the, the, the best showcase is Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Um, is is so since since uh like a long time they've been totally focused on being a responsible company i would say
0: for people who don't know patagonia would you just describe the the company
1: oh you know i'm, so, I'm so <laughs> yeah. someone who thinks that everybody knows patagonia yeah <laughs> that's a good question patagonia is a fashion brand actually right. um, but uh, started as as a brand for climbing gear and mountain gear i would say um, uh, so they're, they're very much related to, to outdoor activities. And they say, well, if you want outdoor, needs to, to remain um, a healthy, natural, clean air, um, beautiful nature. And that's what they're totally focused about uh, in their production, in their methods, in their procurement, in their sales, everything. So they, uh, for instance, they now started to recollect their uh, second-hand clothes. Right. Yeah, so you can give it back to them or and sell it back to them.
0: And they recycle it or use it yeah. or,
1: or... upcycle or reuse it, yeah.
0: Right, Patagonia. Uh, what is your showcase, Ariana? if you could name one? Well, I think there's a couple of companies in the Netherlands, right? Um,
3: if you look at Philips or DSM, yeah. um, I like those because they have a really clearly really purpose-focused statement, right? So Mm -hmm. ESM is talking about how to create brighter lives for all. Uh, Philips is really sort of putting the, yeah, the transformation for healthcare and making accessible, uh, and really contributing to that for front and and foremost. Quality of life. Exactly. And I think what's really interesting there is that both companies who sort of reinvented themselves, I think to the point that um, uh, that Datinika was also explaining before about um, the, the energy company is... They really created a statement and uh, it has really been a North Star for sort of changing their operations on the back end of that. So I think that's really inspiring. Um, one that I think is also very interesting is SpaceX. If you look at Elon Musk, right, right, who who's basically put a tremendous bold ambition out there to reduce the cost of space travel to enable people to go to Mars, which is like really focus around technology but I think points out very nicely that um, the amount of, of energy you can create around uh, innovation and how that can really contribute to new business models and ideas and he's proven to be very successful so for me those are three examples of companies who have a clear purpose and, and really put it in practice to really change their business model and, and, and turn it around uh. um, Yeah
2: and I had one other very interesting company in mind that is Interface it's a international company with Dutch Roots, it's in the carpet business, and they, in the 90s already, they embarked on their mission zero, which means that the purpose was to recycle all materials needed to produce carpets and to take back all carpets uh, and recycle them again. And they had very tough targets, no waste, no use of fossil fuels, no water waste, no CO2 emissions. And by 2020, they have realized all their targets. And now they started the new mission, um, Climate Take Back. So now they develop strategies and technologies to capture CO2 um, by making carpets. Very, very interesting company.
0: You're listening to Transition Talk, a podcast series by Accenture about the future of energy. And in this episode, we discuss purpose. My guests are Jan van Betten, founder at Nudge, Tineke Lamboy, professor corporate law and CSR at Nijenrode University, and Adriana Begeer, senior manager at Accenture Netherlands. So today it's about purpose-led transformation. Because the future of business is purpose, not just profit, as we have many challenges to overcome in rescuing our planet. I would also like to know how companies can create their own purpose and how does leadership play a part in such a process? Adriana, with uh, Accenture you've just finished a journey finding uh, your purpose. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Yeah, I think it was really interesting because
3: this started with us right at the top, right? The ambition to say, OK, what is it actually in the next phase? We we had a whole agenda around digital previously. What is the next move we, we want to make from a leadership perspective? But in that process to defining our purpose, we actually consulted with a a lot of people in the organization and and the key question was really around what is it that really sets us apart and that is really close to our DNA Mm -hmm. Uh, and that we believe can unlock the passion of our people and sort of move it forward. So it's been a very... Consultor, how you say that actually? <laughs> Consultational process, yeah. Um, where a lot of people had, I say, and we really combined all those visions
0: and ideas to really come to the purpose statement that we currently have. Mm-hmm. And is that actually a statement that you can have on a on a board in the in, in the in the company? Well, we're working from home mostly, but you know, is it something that you need really need to narrow down to like a few words or a sentence to make it like powerful? Yeah, for us, it's really a North Star, so it's a statement Mm -hmm. to deliver on the promise of
3: technology and human ingenuity. Mm -hmm. So it's very close to the work, the DNA of Accenture around technology and digital, uh, but I think really nice that we connected with the human ingenuity part, because that, I think, is really where... The creativity of people comes to play and we've mm-hmm. seen many topics I think of late around the ethics around digital mm-hmm. uh, be it around uh, how do you do carbon tracking uh, how you how you use technology to actually do that so the that way mm-hmm. making sure that everybody really thinks about that really combines a dots and and helps bring it to life
0: right um, Jan would you say that it's that usually purpose is created or crafted in the boardroom and that then it needs to sort of trickle down through the organisation, or not necessarily.
1: Well, not necessarily. I would say it's beautiful if it's, of course, um, uh, top down driven. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I would also say if you even the the very best is 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 bottom up uh, cre- creation. Like it, it's coming out of the organisation, and and I would say the board picks it up and rephrases it.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, but um, if you look at um, Companies like Philips, I guess, their purpose is actually in their in their DNA, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's also very very important that you look for something like Accenture has has done. It it should relate to your own DNA, um, and it might be even in 100 years old. You know, it might might be in your history. So um, I think the search for purpose is is a, a very um, a valuable search, mm-hmm. may and, and but hard. Uh, not always easy. <laughs> no.
0: What makes it hard?
1: Well, because we're so used in thinking of mission statements and and um, a business uh, targets. Um, but to think of, you can say we are uh, a, a mission zero, no CO2. But you can also rephrase that in let's bring nature back. Mm-hmm. And that's different. You know, it has that. That's a di- different accent because the one relates more to i would say traditional targets yeah uh, which you can report in your csr reporting <laughs> yeah. and, and the other one has a sort of ambition personal ambition level mm-hmm. that people can on an individual level relate to yeah um, so i think uh, having a purpose um, uh, statement that is almost personal that, that has something like yes that i really really want to be part of that you know that's that's that would be the best yeah she really
0: inspire people right and, yeah, and it, it needs yeah. to
1: inspire people and yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and ultimately you need everybody in the company but perhaps also the suppliers you work with or the companies that you collaborate with mm-hmm. yeah um, Tinica you also play a role at the uh, lab Toekomstige Generaties... in English future generations um, the way you try to shape the future there can that be an example for companies could you tell us a bit about that uh,
2: yeah we created a lab to explain with appointing an ombudsperson for future generations. We collect issues that uh, need research and considerations in future generations. So, for example, a nature area, the Wadensee, the Dutch Wadensee, or the value of water, or Mm -hmm. education at um, primary schools. And then we start with first uh, some research. Uh, Next, we compose a future council with at random people could be young, could be old, could be experts could be not and then we let those people dream so dream about the future seven generations ahead 200 years from now and we ask them what would be the most beautiful modern when you would live then or when you would have when you would be a child in 200 years from now? Or we ask them thinking about water and the value of water. Um, Think ahead three or four generations, 100 years, and imagine how the world looks then and what the role of water is at that moment. Will you still be able to jump into the river and swim? Will the water be clean enough to swim in the rivers? Um, Will water still have um, symbolic values like We're baptizing people with water and more rituals with water. And by dreaming 100 years ahead, you can picture a future how you want it. And then translate it back to today. What do we need to do 50 years from now, 25 years from now, uh, five years from now in really realizing that desirable future? Interesting
0: and, and some very nice uh, examples, uh, dreaming that far uh, far ahead and, and tapping into that creativity. Um, it's also interesting to talk about leadership because at some point the dreams need to be translated back to the boardroom, back to business. Um, how do you, Tineke, see the role of leadership when it comes to purpose?
2: Both very important and not important. Uh, (laughs) Very important, as I saw that in uh, the examples of Interface and Ørsted, the Danish renewable energies company. Right. Uh, In both cases, it was a very, very um, strong leadership that defined the road ahead. But what I also um, noticed in Interface is there, it is a bottom-up, Carried transformation. So, in all corners of their um, working places, there are labels where people can uh, write their new ideas. They can um, they can write down what they think that need to be done for the next year. So there, everybody plays a role. The same you see with Hulphener beer. Every person in that company supports the role and brings up new ideas. I think also Adriana was saying that in the beginning in her first comment. So yes, leadership is very important in opening the discussion. And then together with the whole organisation, you should lead forward.
0: Yeah, Adriana, I could see you nodding.
3: Yeah, yeah, what I think is really fascinating about this is that... I'm really curious whether you recognise this. Is um, It takes leadership almost permission... Because to your point, Jan, companies are often a bit stuck in, in their traditional ways of working, so it, 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 it's stretching a bit uh, the boundary to rethink and do things differently. What I see in the younger generation, like you pointed out, is there's enormous energy and enthusiasm to do things differently and to explore. And sometimes I feel that the missing link is a bit that, yeah, that, that permission to that you can give people to think about and really bring their best to creative solutions or Absolutely. to solve really difficult challenges. So mm. I think that's the magic of leadership, where you can really combine, you know, the permission or the invitation almost, right? So your whole workforce to think about this and then people to have their own personal leadership to step up and, and bring their ideas forward. Uh, and I think there is where, in that mix, where the yeah, the really exciting stuff happens. I so
1: totally, totally agree. What I, what I see is that actually uh, the, our old thinking of leadership is is changing Mm -hmm. or it needs to change Um, traditionally the companies where I worked for you know you had a board and they defined the strategy and the targets and it was trickled down and you had to just execute Mm -hmm. and deliver you know Um, now nowadays leadership is on a very personal level more and more because change happens so fast you know if you want to uh, to keep up that 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 uh, rhythm you have to as you say, facilitate of, or give permission for that change to happen. So leadership in the traditional role, let's say, on the top of the of, of the organization, needs to really make, make it happen by the, the individual leaders in the company. So you have to actually step back a little bit mm-hmm. um, and uh, have this, this change happen all over the place in your organization. Uh, so permission, I find it a beautiful word, uh, but it, I would I would say facilitate. But permission is even better.
0: Yeah, or invitation, as uh, ariana yeah. mentioned. Yeah. I think we're used to to seeing a CEO as like the icon of a company. Mm. Uh, it's it's the spokesperson that we look at, uh, but perhaps you could say we could push forward our young scientists or our young innovators and let them also be a spokesperson for that purpose.
1: Yeah, And what I've seen in, in uh, for instance, Heineken and Philips, they created tribes uh, where where, yeah, it's a sort of a swarms where where, where change happens and, and what you do as a leader is create the tribes or the swarms, but you don't tell them what to do. Right. Well, you give direction.
3: Perhaps that's the biggest change, right? I think with new leadership is that um, Maybe refocusing back on the actual role of a CEO, which is to facilitate the team and not to be like per se only the front person yourself
0: it be. yeah uh, Tineke, there is one more aspect that I'd like to talk about, and that is law. Um, do you think that governments uh, could be more persuasive in uh, when it comes to purpose and connecting that to more sustainable goals
2: um, Yes, I think uh, government could do that because if you make it mandatory to define your mission, your strategy and your sustainability goals. Um, also, the laggards would be on board because now we're talking about front runners all the time. Um, but there are also many laggards, there are also many companies staying behind. And I think when you introduce a format that instigates a process of discussion within the company... So that indeed a CEO or a leader of a company does not only take up the role to manage the company from an economical perspective, but also inspires the company mm-hmm. from a value creation perspective. And then I'm thinking about three dimensions, people, planet, profit, then it would be easier to engage with all the employees and to to get the Works Council on board and ask them about their ideas and that helps to, to spread the ideas among the company. And also it would be much easier towards the shareholders to explain why you are doing this mm-hmm. and that you're not only going for economic profit. Yeah. Because it is in your articles of association what your mission is. It is in your um, strategic plan what the strategy is for the upcoming 5 to 20 years. And it is in your annual reports what the short-term and medium-term targets are in all three dimensions. Right. Um, Ariana. to
0: conclude with you, um, with Accenture you have a company of experienced consultants. Um, how can you help with your team uh, transform other companies in you know, becoming more purpose-driven? Yeah, I think if you, if you look at the, the services, right, I
3: think there's there's a whole vast thing, group of things we can do. We have a really big scope from, from strategy to consulting to technology. So there's a lot of things we can do, um, be it around your carbon footprint, your strategy, corporate leadership, and how do you do that? But I think at the bottom of that, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, what we can really do is just bring the creativity of our people. We have 500,000 people worldwide, Um, around two and a half thousand in the netherlands and i think if we can uh, as a group right spark that enthusiasm give people the permission and that's i think what we're doing to really expand uh, and and really think and co-create with clients around their biggest issues on their journey to sustainability i think there's where we can really deliver most value um continuously right and it's, it's not linked to specific solutions it's much broader than
0: that Ah, we started with creativity and we end the conversation with creativity. Thank you so very much for this Transition Talk. Jan van Betten, founder at Nudge. Tineke Lamboy, professor of corporate law and CSR at Nijenrode University. Adriana Begeer, senior manager, Accenture Netherlands. Thank you for listening to Transition Talk, a podcast series by Accenture. We'll be back soon because there is more to come.